0: Five, six, seven, eight. Hello, dear listeners. Before I play you the tenth episode, I would like to say a few things. Um, some of you have been writing to me and asking if I know other podcasts about the dance. So I decided to put together a list of podcasts. Some of them I listen to occasionally, and some I've heard. All the episodes. So in the description of this episode. There is a list with about 12 podcasts about dance. With the links and all. So hopefully you can find more dance podcasts to listen to. Also I wanted to say. I'm always happy to hear from you. With feedback and wishes. So don't hesitate to write me an email, you can find my email address also in the description of the episode, or you can write on Facebook uh, or Instagram. Yes, and now I'm very happy to present the 10th episode of 5678 with Jenya Kasatkina. Enjoy! Five six seven eight. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Five six seven eight, a podcast about dance training. My name is Rebecca Berstold. And today's guest is Jenja Kasatkina. Yeah. Hi, Hello. Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello. <laughs> and uh, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Thank you for being <laughs> to here. To your podcast. Yes, you're welcome. Um, you. Yeah, super happy to talk about uh, some dance training.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, we are um, recording in Hannesand at Nordans, yes, where we work. Yes, I'm a dancer here and you work as rehearsal director.
1: Indeed, yes, I do.
0: And we are currently working on a piece called Piano Favorites Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. our artistic director Martin Mm -hmm. Forsberg. Mm -hmm. Yes, so true. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, maybe you could introduce yourself a bit further.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So um, as Rebecca had said, my name is Jania, Jania Kasatkina. Which is um, a little bit of a um, nickname, well, short name. My actual name is actually Yevgenia, Yevgenia okay. wow, Vladimirovna Kasatkina. <laughs> <laughs> You've learned something new today. Uh, yeah, and um, I was born in Russia, in Moscow. Um, I moved to Netherlands when I was seventeen years old. And I proceed my study there at uh, Academy in Rotterdam. But I will come back to it later, I suppose. Um, and now I'm still based in Amsterdam, although, yes, I do work in Sweden now and then as a, a part time rehearsal director. Um, what else to say? I'm 33 years old. Um, I really like plans. <laughs> yeah, this is this is my hobby, <laughs> just to, yeah, to, to grow plants. Um, yeah, and I'm really enjoying actually having this double life that I have right now, um, being based in Amsterdam, uh, and yet, uh, traveling a lot to Sweden, working at Harnosound in Harnosound at Nordans. Um, yeah, I think it's a dream to come true. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you have this half year,
0: uh, yeah, contract.
1: Yes, indeed, uh, mm. which is great because, um, uh, so if I work half, half a year uh, at Nordance, another half a year I can actually invest into uh, going to a different places and work more as a freelance uh, based teacher, choreographer, not so much dancing right now at the moment, but uh, rehearsal director. So I can combine those different um, um, routines at uh, very different places all around Europe and yeah and I find it's very um contributing uh because you know I feel I'm developing and and I can bring something fresh and new also back to Nordense. um so yeah I think it yeah it works well yeah (laughs) plus of course besides it's great to you know come back to my home base in Amsterdam uh and spend some time with my beloved partner that's also very
0: uh, important nice yeah Cool. So we will uh, talk a bit about your dance training background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my, uh, my first question mm-hmm. is uh, how did you start to dance? Yeah. OK. So we have to
1: um, travel back in times uh, and we will find ourselves um, in Russia uh end of 90s <laughs> um beginning thousands uh, when I started to dance no wait it's beginning of 1990s yeah so I'm not that young anymore um <laughs> yeah so the thing is I have an older brother and he went to a ballet school back in Moscow um and then um when I was approximately uh five to six years I'm not sure anymore um As a child, apparently, I don't remember that, but uh, my parents say, As a child, I I had a lot of health issues and specifically um, with my posture, like my spine was like scoliosis and stuff like this. And this kind of so scoliosis is something like wrong with the spine, basically. Right. And that brought a lot of headaches to me because something didn't function so well uh, in, in my spinal cord or God knows what. Anyways, long story short, the doctor said that I like my parents should put me either to dance or to swim or do some kind of sport. So something physical that will help me to develop right muscles to support my back. Um, And then coming back to my brother, who was at the ballet school at that time, um, in a way it was very convenient for, I think, for the entire family if both kids will be at the same ballet school. So yeah, uh, my parents, they put me um, at the same school for classical ballet. Um, And there I started to study from six years old. and I have studied there until I was nine, <laughs> and then at the age of nine, I was kicked out <laughs> from this school. Really? Why? <laughs> there are there were like few reasons. Um, uh, I think the main reason was that I was too round, <laughs> so to say. Okay. Really? Yeah. yeah yes. oh. <laughs> it's yeah. It's Russia. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh, another reason is that um my physical um uh, my physical parameters did not really f- match fit to a uh, classical ballet needs um you know to study uh, to, to 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 really dance um vaganova kind of style you know so um yeah and so the teachers just said to my parents, like, yeah, it will be for for me, uh, you know, for their daughter, it would be like a hell of a study. So why to torture me, her? So they kicked me out. And uh, and then actually for me, that was the end of the world. I really like I I, it was so disappointing. And uh, it's not that I even wanted to dance so badly, but it just the idea that I was kicked out, you know, the idea that something I was putting my energy and effort into, like, uh, has been taken away from me. Did your brother stay? Well, by that time, he already finished his education because we have, like, eight years difference. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but it was all around the same time when he finished his education. Then, uh, (laughs) like, a year later, they kicked me out. (laughs) They decided to get rid of both of us (laughs) simultaneously. um, So, yeah, no, but he he had uh, accomplished uh, his mission. Uh, I didn't. But nevertheless, um, and then um, a very weird uh, episode had happened um, soon after this, um, after I left the ballet school, is that it was a summer and uh, me and my parents, we had a walk in a a city. So, you know, just uh, some random summer day during the summer and we went for a walk and we were walking through just like old streets of Moscow uh, in an area that's called Arbat, area it's a very famous area in, in moscow um the old town kind of thing and there um we were passing by this old building that had um uh, like massive windows so obviously very old building um and then uh, those old windows were covered with all kind of dance pictures photos and stuff um but not necessarily like ballet uh, but something else just like dancing people and it was so uh, we were so curious me and my parents what is it so that we decided to actually uh, uh, knock the door of this place and you know ask what is it and it turned out to be a school uh, a private school for contemporary dance and also by chance uh, uh, because they were on summer break so they were closed right um, but by chance the director of the school whose name uh, was Nikolaya Griskov he was there because I think he was working on painting the walls or something. God knows. So he was doing some work, and so he opened the door, and, and we're like, "Oh, hi, yeah, uh, what is it?" <laughs> and they're like, "Well, you know, I'm director of the school." <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I guess like my eyes were just like became like two big balls, and then and then um, my parents said like, "Well, actually, you know, our daughter used to dance <laughs> up until last month." <laughs> <laughs> and then and that guy, Nikolai, he said like, oh, and what's her age? Uh, and they're like, uh, and, oh, because, you know, I'm actually looking for kids um, to study. Like I'm actually uh, like I'm forming a new group to study and uh, I can audition you right now. And I didn't have any like dance clothes, no, nothing. So and then I'm like, OK. <laughs> And then uh, the audition went following. Uh, uh, I had to go with him to the, to the dance studio. And then he, uh, he checked my jump. And then he, I had to clap, repeat uh, a couple of rhythms that he clapped. And then I had to do a cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to do a tendu and plié. And I think he also uh, looked at my, um, um, how far my leg can go when he kind of manipulates with his own hands. Um, And then he started like, yeah, okay, you fit. But then, and then then the question came actually, but what is contemporary dance? Because, like, (laughs) (laughs) I have never, and my parents, no one actually heard this word ever before, like, contemporary dance, what? (laughs) Uh, And then... uh, uh, Well, he explained, I suppose, but I think I didn't understand it at the (laughs) time, obviously. (laughs) I'm not sure about my parents. And then even when I went to study there at the beginning, I was like, I don't know, what is it? But uh, well, at least I can dance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, And then I have studied there for seven years Uh, uh, until I was 16. Yes. yeah and that prepared me actually uh, and gave me a lot of um uh, um necessary information and and background and like basement it gave me a, like a good base uh, to continue my uh, my uh, my path yeah um and then something to mention is that um at that time by the end of my study Actually, or at least like maybe because I was adulting and I could uh, uh, understand things better, what's going on around me. But I had an impression that contemporary dance started to develop sort of uh, in Russia. And as a result, we have received in in Moscow specifically, there were quite a few dance festivals. And there was this uh, flow of teachers coming from Europe and America um, uh, to teach contemporary dance. Because uh, again, for Russia, it's a quite a new genre, um, still. Um, so um, all kind of any information we get from abroad is very much appreciated. And um, I used to go to these um, summer schools uh, for contemporary dance organized in Moscow. And um, when I was sixteen, um, there there was a summer school where Anouk van Dyke came to teach and uh, I remember vividly this moment because I have subscribed myself for a week uh, uh, studying counter technique with her and then for another week. Yeah, I don't know, something else with someone else. Uh, And then um, so that was my first uh, encounter with counter technique. And I remember I thought it was so wonderful and I loved it so much that I have decided like, okay. I skipped this other workshop I had booked for the other week, and actually, I I will stay in the same workshop. Um, so I have done that, and then directly after, Anouk Van Dijk was making actually uh, a piece um, uh, for um, uh, with the Russian dancers in it, um, and then she invited me to be in this piece, um, and I was uh, uh, I was sixteen at that time. So that's how I met her and I also met uh, Nina Volny. It's um, a dancer of Anouk Van Dijk who has been with Anouk, I don't know for how many years and who helped in development of counter technique very much. Anyways, so I met those inspiring ladies and um, and my world was shaken. (laughs) And uh, yeah, what was it about counter technique that you liked? Um, I mean. Uh-huh. I think my relation to technique had changed uh, a lot for the years and maybe what I like now is not necessarily what I liked it at my first encounter. Um, but uh, in my first encounter, I thought um, I enjoyed the, the challenge. Like somewhere towards the end, there would be like more spectacular uh, um, exercise and like, like a little bit of tricks here and there. And I thought that was very um, cool. I also enjoy just the vibe of this it's like you know not there, there wasn't this uh thing that uh, i i was used to and only knew where the teacher tells me what to do like you do this you do that um, but there was a general sense of just information Floating in the air and being shared instead of like uh, Im- imposed on me, you know, and forced on me. So, yeah, no one was forcing me or asking me to do anything. It was my choice to do something. Plus, there were like these cool combinations with tricks. <laughs> so, and, and and the general sense of um, um, joy, yeah, joy. And there was this nice music playing. Um, and, 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 um, teacher, like at that time it was Nina uh, teaching when I was taking her classes. She was also such a warm, nice person. So, yeah, um, I felt I felt great. I felt like I was dancing. Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, what happened is that um, uh, it was Nina, that dancer, Fanuc, who told me, like you are sixteen, you know what I. You have to do something and continue, go somewhere, and she had sort of um, massaged me or or really planted a seed in my head that uh, I should go and study in Netherlands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then later this year I went to do auditions uh, at the academy in Rotterdam called Codarts, um, and also not. Mention that Nina helped me to, to arrange visa to come there and you know, she hosted me, so she was just so nice to me for no reason, you know. Uh, so there was immediately this sense of uh, belonging to this community, I suppose, community of counter where people just nice <laughs> and taking care of other people, yeah. Uh, so that was brilliant. And uh, yeah, and then I uh, did my audition at Kodertz. I was luckily accepted. And then, I, uh, when I was 17, I went to study in Rotterdam at Kodertz. And there I have done my uh, four year um, education. Uh, there my education stopped. Uh, so I continue with working um, in the Netherlands. Um, and then uh, later in 2012, I have uh, preceded, uh education for becoming a counter technique teacher. Mm. Uh, so I have done that, and um, throughout past years, I have repeated the same uh, course, not the same exactly, but I have repeated studying, I started again counter technique uh, teaching training method uh, for two more times. So I did in total three uh, sessions. Ugh. Yeah.
0: How was it to come to uh, Codarts from uh, Russia? Yeah, that was so. um, mm, uh,
1: Yeah, I don't even have words to describe that because on one hand, it was so amazing and uh, eye opening and uh, shocking and wow and happy times and amazing. Um, just, the, you know, first of all, the whole um, new atmosphere where I found myself coming from Russia. You know, Russia had also developed, of course, a lot in the past years. But um, coming from Russia that time <laughs> into Europe, where things are so much more developed and, you know, it's beautiful people dressed nice. Generally speaking, people are happy. Um, It it was cultural, cultural shock. That's the word I was looking for and positive cultural shock. Um, So I really I loved the place where I found myself. Although I I guess I had the most creepy apartment. I was like renting a room like in this seven rooms um, house. My window was broken, you know, and I didn't have a bed. And the only furniture I found was on the street. And there was like a chair, like and a table or something like that. I was sleeping on the floor. But it, who cares? You know, <laughs> because the idea that I loved everything was going on around me. But coming down to an education, I I almost was disappointed, to be honest. Like, yeah, I was actually because uh, like that education back in Russia for contemporary dance that I have done uh, was really hardcore um, physical, um, acrobatic, like, bam, like, bam. And then uh, when I came at coderts I thought that it was kind of lame. <laughs> lame as in, yeah, I thought, like, I know how to do all this. You know, I <laughs> was expecting something you know, more like, more grande. <laughs> um, um, but the teachers were very um, on me with something. Uh, and now actually, well, even back to my education, somewhere around the third year of my education, I actually understood what do they want from me and what I was missing. Because, you know, the whole concept of uh, dancing, um, um, like smart dancing and using actually your body in a in a right anatomical healthy way instead of just like, you know, um, uh, yeah, I... At the beginning, I just couldn't understand. I thought people are lazy and, you know, in general, like all this whatever, Alexander Technique felt the crisis, like that's for lame people who are just don't have energy to dance, then, you know, they just prefer to lay down and whatever, move their arm up and down. Um, So I didn't see the value of all that at all. Um, And then, yeah, I guess it was somewhere towards the end of my education, third or fourth year, where I finally had a click and I understood, oh, wait a moment. But okay, yeah, if I will understand my body and functionality of my body, maybe that will enhance my dancing as well. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so then so looking back, I'm very thankful for my education. I think it was great education and that was exactly what I was missing. But uh, at the the start of it, I was just like shocked. I'm like, oh, my God, they're all so lame. (laughs) But actually, they were not lame. I was lame.
0: (laughs) 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 Uh so looking at all this variety of uh, dance training that you have had what are things that you are grateful for that it has been training and dance has taught you
1: I you know what in a way I'm thankful for every little thing what happened uh, to me in my path uh, while studying dance i'm super thankful that uh, uh first of all these people in bali school back in russia kicked me out because i yeah now i also understood like there was no chance for me to become a prime prima ballerina and like it's not the life i want to live if you know to be like this 33rd swan somewhere at the back and you know hoping <laughs> that someone will see like part of my body. Um, yeah, so I'm thankful that that had happened. Um, I'm super thankful for um, this very harsh physical um, base that I have received at the, this private contemporary dance school of Nikolai Griskov in Moscow, because that gave me a lot of balls, um, so to say. And uh, um, coming to Rotterdam, um, yeah, I'm again I'm I'm happy for every single um style I have received there. For example, there was this Graham class which I hated. Um but again, looking back, I totally understand that actually it gave me a lot as well. It's just that it's sometimes it's hard to appreciate maybe thing in the moment and then, you know, you understand uh you understand the um the beauty of it uh, many many years later. Um specifically in, in Rotterdam. Um we had this amazing amazing guest teachers. Like teachers would come to teach our as contemporary dance specifically, all kind of styles. I think I've learned a lot from, from that experience. Um and having every two weeks someone new. Um that was so refreshing and so great. Um Yeah, I also actually studied ballet uh, dance kind of all over again, not not the Russian style, but I don't know how to call it European style, like a more sane or healthy way of moving, uh, which also at the beginning I thought that was just lame. People don't want to turn out their feet. Um, but uh, again, I'm really thankful that I have received this new perspective. On how actually it's supposed to be done um, f- with my body which is not made for you know what I wanted it to be made of for yeah so yeah I I'm, I'm thankful for every single uh, process and I think in my case it was also a good order of things mm-hmm. you know first starting with someone breaking my wings it's like ah and then going to this like hardcore like army almost uh, like military thing and then opening up the and uh, and And even now, still, um, as I'm um, maybe I'm not dancing so much myself anymore, but I love studying dance and I love training. And now I'm at this uh, phase where actually I want to learn a complete different genres that, again, I did not appreciate as um, a young professional. You know, it's like all this voguing uh, hip hop dance, house dance. Um, yoga, I mean, yoga, Yeah, I have appreciated it already for quite a few years, but yoga, sure, we'll put it in the cocktail and just give me something mm. and, yeah, I would like to learn African dance, I don't know, flamenco. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I want it all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think it's interesting when you describe this, um, the contemporary uh, private school in Russia and yeah. you call it like hardcore army yeah. training and you're today thankful for it like what uh, can you say more about cuz it's could also be something that was maybe hard to be in yes
1: it was very hard and like sometimes i w- uh, like uh i yeah i it was love and hate as in like i sometimes I, as a child i wished i would be sick and i wouldn't have to go there <laughs> you know and mm, uh, yeah, so like it was tough, um, and also on the body it was tough because we were doing all these things that are um, difficult. And you know, as a child, perhaps you don't have the right technique to do certain things, so you just like do. <laughs> you just do on uh, on on adrenaline without actually giving good like good thought. Um, but uh, why I'm so thankful because a I have learned to discipline. Uh, <laughs> um, also, um, in a way, I have learned I, I've learned to be patient, patient with people as well, because uh, um, our director, he was uh, uh, he was amazing personality, very charismatic and with that very um, emotional as well. So he was sometimes, uh, you know, unpredictable. and. So, uh, but it also taught me a lot, so it taught me to be patient with people and right now maybe don't take things too serious, uh, too personal. Um, Yeah, yeah, um, it also taught me to respect my fellow colleagues and to realize that actually uh, we are the group and, you know, like you need support of your colleagues and you you, you need to be nice to each other, you need need to help each other. So I've learned also those qualities uh, in there. Um, Actually, in that school, I have begun uh, my first teaching, um, teaching experience, teaching uh, tryout. Mm -hmm. So in a way, maybe the whole teaching career perhaps begun even there 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 then because uh my last year of studying there Nikolai, my my director he was kind of encouraged me to teach uh the younger younger groups and and i actually enjoyed doing it a lot already back then Mm. so i'm really thankful for that now actually i only now realize that i never thought about it yeah um and um and and literally it taught me so many different uh (laughs) <laughs> dance moves, <laughs> 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 that, you know, I still have them with me. <laughs> so that's great. Um, yeah, because um, in a way, um, the older I become, the more i cautious of my body, which I think is totally normal, um, and maybe the less I'm open to do certain things because I know it might end up not well. <laughs> But I had this time back then when I when I've tried like everything, including salto, and you know, and because you you're a child, you you don't really have uh, so many fears. You just go for it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I definitely have tried a lot of things. <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we have to talk about counter technique. Yes. Yes. Um, and as you mentioned, you're a certified counter technique teacher. Yeah. So uh, what is counter technique? Oh, (laughs) I love this question and I hate
1: this question. (laughs) Um, uh, I would describe it as a contemporary dance technique that provides you with tools to deal with uh, physical and mental processes while you are dancing. Yeah, I think if I go very general, that's that. So um, uh, it in the class, you get uh, a very clear tasks to, you know, you're not just left alone. OK, dance, but you next to dance, you also get a task, which we call tool so that you are busy with something. Um, and yeah, some of those tasks, tools, they help something on mechanical level on the physical level and the others just help you mentally um maybe not to be too obsessed about dancing or you know appreciate the environment around you and stuff like that mm. <laughs> you want to hear more no no it's great <laughs> i
0: think we will get into it yeah yeah, yeah. but how come uh, you became a certified teacher yeah um
1: um well first of all I have this love the worst counter technique since you know 2003 uh, when I met Anuk in Russia uh, and um, I had studied uh, counter technique throughout my uh, years at Kodertz. so we used to have guest teachers including um, counter technique uh, country teachers, um, and then after I finished my study, I kept on uh, training. So whenever there was opportunity to take a class, I would take a class. So I stayed I- in I- with this for many years, and um, then it was year two thousand and twelve. That was the year when Anouk Van Dyck, the founder of Counter Technique, uh, she got. Um, Um, She got a job in Australia, Melbourne, to become artistic director of a company, Chunky Move. So that would mean that she would leave Netherlands, she would leave Europe for a few years. Um, And at that time, she has decided to educate a few teachers, I guess, for for purpose of, uh, you know, making sure that it will all not die, but it will continue its uh, mission. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, so I was uh, in that first um, group, let's say, of people who were starting uh, to become a country technique teacher without necessarily working with Anuk uh, in her company in Amsterdam, because up until that moment, uh, there, I, it wasn't that official. It was Anouk Van Dijk who used to have her company in Amsterdam, Anouk Van Dijk DC was called, and uh, there, together with her dancers, uh, you know, they would train Kant uh, technique, and then uh, her dancers would also teach here and there, and she would teach here and there without really making a thing about that. Um, But then, yeah, when she was going to Chunky Move, she decided to make a thing um, and to educate also a few outsiders who have strong connection to a technique. And actually, uh, the way I found out about it was also by chance. I went to do my um, just random class, counter technique for um, like in the space for professional uh, dancers, like open professional classes for dancers. And I was just stretching after the class and I overheard someone talking to someone that, oh, yeah, Anouk is going to do this uh, teaching training. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Thinking in my head, it's for me. (laughs) I'm like, I'm meant for that. (laughs) like it was so clear in my head so no one really invited me when <laughs> I just overheard that and I immediately wrote to Anouk uh, and to my friend Nina like hey I heard that I'm super interested mm. and they're like hey come <laughs> uh yeah and that's how uh that so yeah in a way it was very random that I went to take this class and then that I stayed a little bit longer to stretch and then I just heard people talking and then that gave me uh, a ticket to my mm. <laughs> teaching (laughs) career
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and uh, i have been taking quite a lot of your classes now yeah and something that stands out for me about counter technique is that we um, stick with the same material yes there is this like repetition of form certain movements are always present in your classes true and when i think about all the contemporary classes that we have here I find that that is quite rare mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. to stay with mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, form. Mm-hmm. Um and like approach that form from different perspectives. Yes. And for me that's uh, heaven <laughs> to <laughs> to get to have the form and work on the how in different ways and not having to worry about memory steps, yeah. and like was it left right and yeah. w- what's next yeah but really dive into the how can i do this in different ways and working on all these tasks at yeah. you s- that you say yeah while yeah dancing and how do how do you experience staying with the same forms and yeah. what are the benefits when you teach yeah um so true everything what you have
1: said and i also um appreciate that format a lot both as a teacher and as a as a student because um i love to take classes uh, with other contracting teachers um yeah and it always feels like something new and indeed there is there is, it's, it has the class has a very um rigid i would even say form um structure that uh, kind of always stays the same With very little variation. Um, And indeed, there are inside of this class, there are some exercises that don't change even a bit. They're always the same, like those head rolls or this feet, plie, and and stuff like this. Um, And then, of course, there are these other elements of the class more towards the end uh, when we come towards this uh, big dance. You know, those elements could vary a little bit uh, the way how they come together and they could. Could come in new elements. Um, so that part could be different from teacher to teacher, depends to which class you come. But indeed, like especially the the, the, the first part of the class, the middle cl- part of the class, no matter to which teacher you would come in counter Technique, you kind of will get the same. Which I find great indeed, because it's a little bit like an ballet class that a lot of people enjoy taking because they know what they're going to get. You know, they know that they will get their and that will make them happy the reason indeed why it's like that structured and technique is that uh, once you are familiar with the steps you can finally find a space in your mind in your head to be busy with actual tasks and from that moment on you actually start dancing and working on your technique because while you know, learning steps, you don't work on your technique, you're just learning steps. And then there are some habitual uh, things that will happen while you learn the steps, uh, but that's all, pretty much. And of course, I mean, you can practice how quickly you can get the steps. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, that's, hey. A skill, but <laughs> that's a skill. That's a skill. There are other
0: skills. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, um, yeah, and in that sense, um, in counter technique, once you pass this phase where you're learning and you know your steps, then we can get down to work. And then, indeed, we can explore all these tools to see how they uh, will affect you and your dancing or your execution of this step, you know. Um, and it's also a little bit of chance separation because some of those tools would really sparkle and work well and others maybe will not. Uh, and that's okay uh, because it's not the point to do of them and be happy about all of them and w- because we're all different people we do have different needs from day to day we have different needs maybe today i need to work on my space orientation I don't know. but tomorrow i want to work on releasing my hip joint because you know i ha- i was running so much and i got so much pain so uh, the needs are very different and therefore uh, depending on the need, you can choose a tool that will make your day uh, and then me as a teacher uh, when i teach i choose a tool for the students so I introduce the tool and we are working with this tool or or two or three of them Um, in the perfect world once you are familiar with um, we call it a toolbox a collection of tools or tasks uh, you as a student can actually apply uh, them by yourself you can just choose something from your virtual toolbox and work with that Mm. independently and that's what I do for example when I uh, when I dance or if I go to 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 train, doesn't the other doesn't have to be like counter technique if I go somewhere like ballet class, let's say ballet class. I'm quite familiar with what ballet class is. Um, So then I can just apply one of those tasks, tools from my counter technique toolbox and yeah, and that will help me to dance. And um, said that I'm I'm just so surprised, uh, happily surprised that doing the same kind of steps as you said for uh, i don't know 20 years or so i'm still not bored you know and and i'm just like honestly looking for a moment okay will this moment come ever mm. <laughs> because there is always something i find myself entertained with um while i'm dancing you know um and this is brilliant i think it's brilliant so i have never been bored yet <laughs> uh, Yeah. Could you give some examples of
0: tools that are in this toolbox?
1: Absolutely. Um, Let's see. Uh, The ones, for example, we were working together uh, past weeks um, were a lot directed towards um, finding two points in your body and taking them away from each other we call distances for example we were working on things like uh, widening shoulders away from two feet or like something like um, uh, finding space between heads and two sitting bones um, or something like what else did we do Uh, well head floating forward and up away from two heels falling down behind you stuff like this we also work with the tools that deal more with space, for example, spatial trajectories. What do you kind of draw in space with your I don't know, arms, legs, whatever? Um, we worked on some, um, um, some tools that deal more with um, uh, psycho and mental parameters, like, for example, seeing the space, smiling, releasing unnecessary thoughts. Something that also works with physical parameters like releasing unnecessary tension, softening, or for example, something like finding the falling energy in the movement. Um, we also worked with some tools that deal with um, anatomical structure of the body. You know, for example, looking at the, at the, the skeleton and locating the two system bones that actually located behind your legs or like looking at the, at the place where exactly the head connects to the spine. Uh, you know, well, yeah, things like this. Um, yeah, so, so there are different tools that uh, belong to a different fields, such as energy, space, um, directions and counter directions, um, anatomy, uh, things
0: like this. Yeah. Yes. I would like to talk more about this with the counter directions maybe. Yes. Um cuz one of the things that I like love about dance training in general yeah. is that this it can shift like your body yeah. perception mm-hmm. depending on what tools you apply. Mm-hmm. And something I don't don't like at the moment is dance training that is like picking my body apart Mm. that is like isolating parts and creating separations Mm. and i experienced the opposite in your class like i feel that counter technique is putting me together okay (laughs) and when you when we begin the class and Mm -hmm. we maybe look at the skeleton Mm -hmm. and you present a task or Mm -hmm. a tool or something to focus on Mm. it is like immediately put in relation yeah and through this counter directions like what you said with head and away from feet or yeah the other day we had shoulder blades and nipples (laughs) 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 and it's almost weird because by directing this away from each other i feel more Connected. Yeah, it is the paradox, don't yeah. you think?
1: Yeah, because we are working in a way on separations and and dividing the body parts away from each other and into the space around us. But yet, through doing that, um, I experience the same thing. I find uh, this kind of holistic unity of me, myself, and I, and you, and and her, and she, and him, and them and the whole space around me <laughs> and the music and yeah it's um yeah it's it's a paradox which yeah. i honestly cannot explain but i know exactly what you're talking about yeah <laughs> about yeah that's i guess the magic of the color technique yeah <laughs> <laughs> but also it's something that i think um by consciously um working with tasks you are you are uh, present in right here right now you know and that's something i guess that um makes you feel complete connected and you know as a as a one unity because you are so uh, involved uh and uh busy with something specific mm. not something which is imaginary or whatever but you work with a real concrete things with real concrete
0: body elements, you know, with concrete space. Um, And even when we have worked a lot now with the shoulder structure, for example, it's never only that, it's always that in relation and it's always that in motion while dancing. Yeah. Yeah. It's also something, you know, for example, um,
1: it takes you to do uh, not only one tool, But if you do, if you have two, three tools that you're working with and you kind of shift your attention between those two or three tools, which could be, for example, like widening the nipples away from, I don't know, sitting bones, tool number one, and then seeing the space, tool number two, you know, and then maybe softening your attention in your eyeballs, tool number three. And you can kind of vary between them. And in a way, then you are doing counter technique. Mm. So uh, because by staying with one thing only for too long, um, also is not productive. You have to um, somehow shift your awareness, attention now and then, um, or elsewise you're not doing thing anymore. You think you are doing, but you actually don't do. It. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, be busy in your mind and give it a helpful, concrete information.
0: Yeah. I talked to Nastya, one of my colleagues, uh-huh. and she reminded me of this image that you have mentioned that is also proposing something specific. She talked about the third leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what, is, what is the third leg?
1: <laughs> oh, um, well, I guess, firstly, it's a joke. Well, it, it's not intended to be a joke, but it always lightens somehow the mood <laughs> in the class when it's mentioned the third leg. <laughs> but it's actually related to a tool um that we work with which ex- actually is called tripod um you know like uh, like actually the one we have right now where the microphone stands or tripod were usually used for photo camera or something like that is uh, Um which has three legs uh and it's um i think that the 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 most um easy to talk about is the tripod that you find in your body looking at your body as three legs, where your left and right leg is two of the legs and the third leg, it's actually everything what's above your legs, basically um, from your pelvis, the lowest part of your trunk and all the way up towards your head. Because actually, um, if, you, if I would measure you right now, the length of your trunk and head is approximately the same as the length of uh, each of your legs. Yeah, mm. so those three legs in your body, they are uh, approximately the same uh, size. Let's put it this way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that's what we call um, tripod and sometimes referring to it as a third leg as in your trunk and head. Um, we haven't worked so much with tripod uh, yet, but I'm thinking on Friday
0: we're going to go into, t- <laughs> into no. the third leg. <laughs> <laughs> and how is, how is that helpful? How is that tripod? What
1: I find um, helpful about that is that by realizing this actual uh, equality in the length, I can kind of equally distribute my energy and my attention between all these three legs and maybe not get too obsessed about my left and right leg. And forget to give any energy and direction to my so to say third leg. So by you know by using this concept, I actually can distribute my tension, energy, and thoughts between all these equal uh, lengths of my body mm. in order to find stability, maybe or balance, or just to ease the um, tension on maybe on my hip joint, uh, so that I don't press with my third leg on my the other two legs, but mm. I can actually use my energy to take my third leg away from my other two <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> does it make sense
0: yes <laughs> yeah uh, something else that uh, stands out for me in class okay and i don't know if this is you as a dancer or if this is counter technique curious <laughs> but it's this like explosion of directions in every direction mm-hmm. like this Uh, expansion and uh, projection of movement like you're huge when you're dancing like your body is taking so much more space in the studio than your material body does Thank you so much. But th- <laughs> what is that and how how do you train that?
1: Oh, well, th- again, like I perceive it as a compliment. So thank it you is. very much. I'm, I'm like really happy to hear that. But it is, uh, it's not me as a dancer. It's really a use of counter technique and understanding that um, every single motion that we do has a direction in space. Um, and to every direction in space you can find a counter-direction and opposite direction. So th- there are millions of possibilities to um, to direct yourself. Um, and what I am working with is a general feeling of expansion um, in all million of directions at the same time. So um, that's what techniques is busy with, to actually make you bigger, make you wider, make you longer, make you more... Ex- Tended and expanded um, inside of your body and into the space outside of your body. So I, this is um, a phenomenon that I actually see with all my counter technique uh, colleagues, mm. uh, teachers, and of course Anouk. Yeah, she's the the one giant <laughs> lady <laughs> when you look at her dancing. Yeah, but it's it's funny that you're saying that because I. Um, Sometimes when people don't have never met me and they only saw maybe some videos, uh, they think that I'm a very tall person yeah. and they never can recognize me. <laughs> and they meet me. I'm actually very short. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, it it for real. It's just the um, the the the, the counter technique uh, outcome, like the use of the tools that make you look bigger, bigger. than you are. <laughs> It's like coming back to my ballet training back from Russia. I was kicked out because I'm too big. And now look at me. I use it as an advantage.
0: (laughs) I want to become even bigger. (laughs) It's so nice when you see someone dance and you see the movement outside of their body. Yeah. Like it's one of my favorite things to see when like whoa you're really moving space with you yeah and actually i also find
1: uh it's so much joy to do that as well Mm. because i actually do physically get adrenaline rush if i really allow myself to go fully into the space and you know and do this movement allowing air to to support me i don't know um it's really it's really fun the feeling that i get Mm. um yeah it's no, it's pure adrenaline, I would, I would say. Yeah, so. And what
0: are the main tools to to expand? Um, I
1: think it's very individual. Um, uh, I, I can tell you what's what's my favorite tool. Um, my favorite tool is um, <laughs> a little bit related to three legs situation. It's trunk back and up and legs forward and down. Um, it is uh, a tool that usually introduced uh, a little bit later because it's, um, it's more difficult to understand. Well, to understand maybe it's not so difficult, but actually to find it in your body, it's, it might be a little bit more complicated than, let's say, head away from the feet. But um, by using this trunk back and up, away from my legs forward and down, I find so much freedom in all the joints of my legs And yeah, and I uh, I just feel so expanded and light. Yeah, I think it gives me a feeling of lightness and this feeling that I could actually do anything. Yeah. So that's definitely um, my favorite tool to work with. Yeah.
0: Nice. Cool. Mm -hmm. I will I will keep practicing (laughs) (laughs) my expansion (laughs) 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 deal. I have this final question mm-hmm. that I ask all my guests. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's a um, little little bit tricky, but you can interpret the question however you like, right? The question is, what is a good dancer? <gasps> oh.
1: I um actually um I think a good dancer no my 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 first um, thought intuitively I thought it is um a good spirit <laughs> you know and um and that description good spirit even came to me earlier when we spoke about uh what's my favorite uh, dance class in the morning and and I said like I like everything uh, so far but next I thought like yeah as long as the spirit is good of the teacher you know like and so and now i can use the same uh, the same uh, idea as a what's good dancer yeah um a someone who is good in his or her spirit and uh connects with the with his or her body with the world outside with the other colleagues um open-minded open for suggestions um and open to suggest uh, involved involved yeah um, hmm. ready to change yeah well there are some <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many characteristics you can say but yeah those are I think the primary
0: one and what do you mean with the good spirit good spirit um, um well
1: first i thought positive perhaps but doesn't have to be positive um has to be um enjoyable to be around has to be um, a kind person <laughs> kind friendly helpful uh, yeah something yeah. like that mm. <laughs> totally <laughs> because now I'm tr- i'm trying to think do i know some good, I'm I'm doing the two fingers, four fingers gesture good dancer who is uh, actually an asshole in real life and uh, I don't know these people so far the people I look up to or like I consider as a great artist they were sort of all uh, very good spirits as well
0: (laughs) nice (laughs) alright, thank you so much for joining thank you Thank you, Rebecca, for asking. (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, who is listening. Mm -hmm. Thank you, listener. (laughs) Bye bye. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, though. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) though.